Hey, buddy. Hey. Happy 10th anniversary. I was just about to say congrats. We made it. We made it. You know, a lot of people celebrating uh, 10th anniversary this year. It's pretty exciting. We Mm -hmm. are one of them. I I mean, it's like... I, I feel like some people might accuse us of maybe jumping on the bandwagon, but it's really like a big milestone for us. Yeah, um, I've never recorded 10 episodes of my own podcast before. You not, have, so I guess you're a little more experienced than me. Um, but it's okay, because, uh, you know, it's like having romantic partners. I learned techniques from my first podcast that I can use on you. <laughs> and I really appreciate those techniques, even though sometimes I get insecure that I don't know those techniques. And I get jealous, but... It, you know, we're learning. Anyway, I bought you a gift. Oh, thank you. I have I have a gift for you as well. Oh my gosh. Okay. What's yours? We, okay. What? I, I got you a quarter inch to eighth inch audio adapter. Okay. Um You don't seem that excited. Well, I But there's this is like in terms of practical gifts, like think of how much many times you could use this. I mean, they they have all of this stuff available at the studio. It just feels weird because I got I got you a cat. No, you're right. I you got were... you a cat. His name is Cliff. Can we can we stop recording for a second? Sure. I can't. Hold on, I have to hit the stop button. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um it's great that Pro Tools is really each update brings something new and fun. I like it. Um I will not be able to take care of Cliff. Why? I is he too young? Like I could get a, an older one. No, the the age of the cat is fine. Um it's more so I don't have the means or the time, or the responsibility. The cool thing about LA, though, is you can just bring your animals to any workplace. What am I going to do? Bring bring cats bring to... Bring Cliff. Cliff's in the house. Meow, 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 meow. Teach Cliff to sing. Kevin, you know the last time I said something like this, of, like of this caliber, both our feelings were hurt and we ended up crying, but if I have to adopt this cat, I'm going to jump off a cliff. I don't know if you're going to jump off a literal cliff or if you're going to jump off of cliff. And I'm more concerned about It's going about to be a six-inch fall to the ground. This adapter isn't working. Where did you buy this? Best Buy. That's where I got cliff. Fuck. Welcome to Maybe Don't, a variety show with an opening segment and a closing segment. This week, you song and I read our goals from age 24. Mine's from the past. I read a short story called Orange Juice is All I Have Left. And we figure out our double date coming up. It already sounds stressful. Here we friggin' go. Here we go. You song. Kevin. We both made goals this week. That's independently. We didn't tell each other. No. So, welcome to a What's segment. What's wrong with us? <laughs> We're just very goal-oriented. So, welcome to a segment called... Holy Goalie. <laughs> where we talk to you about the goals we've written for this week. Okay, here's... Not religious. Not religious. Thank you. You can't cross off your bingo card yet. Yeah. Oh, okay. dang it. They didn't talk about religion yet. Now I gotta wait till later. That's why I use a pencil for these things. You know, um, Kevin. Yes? My goals are hilariously small. Okay, cool. Mine's were frustratingly big. Oh, okay. Well, maybe it'll be funny if you say one of yours and then I say one of mine. And for the listeners who wanted us to say that's what she said, grow up. Yeah, grow up. Get your mind out of the friggin' gutter. Did you know that you can put locks on your notes? That was cathartic for me when I discovered this. Why? So that no one could see them. I mean, I already have a passcode on my phone, but right. writing out these goals, I felt so personal. Mm-hmm. I was like, the last thing I ever want is for someone to be like, 
oh, look, like, look at all these notes Kevin has on his phone. And then they're like, holy <laughs> jackpot. I was worried you were in a relationship where it's like, hey, show me your phone. What are you hiding from me? Yeah, what are you hiding from me? I have to go through all your notes. Yeah. Leah and I do have that relationship. And, you know, if you don't have anything to hide. Then, yeah, if you have nothing to hide, then, should, then this shouldn't be an issue. Let us into your home. Then I can just go through your phone while you're in the shower. You have nothing to hide. You said you have nothing to hide. Or I can, like, when you're sleeping, like, put the phone over your face so that I can use the, like, so I can get in. Mm. If you have nothing to hide, I can do it. Do you want to go first? Okay. No, you should go first. Okay, I got to put my passcode. Okay. 69. 69. <laughs> Remember moments ago when we told people to grow up? Y- yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. Anyway, what's our first goal? I have a few, and I want to give some context first. Okay. When I was 24, I did this thing. This is some big scope when context. When I was 24, Sinatra's song was about goals. I made a list of goals. He's probably canceled, right? Um, Sinatch, uh, not on my watch. Yeah, Sinatch. Every time you do one, I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh, I can totally riff with this. (laughs) And then I I immediately freeze. Well, it's because I set the bar so hilariously low. It's like doing pole vault, but you can just step over the vault area. That's true. I can walk around it. Yeah. Um, So when I was 24, I made a list of 24 goals for my 24th birthday. Oh, my God. I was like, this is way too many goals, but it's fun Mm -hmm. because some of these are, like, very accomplishable. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes, make jelly. No, chili. Oh, chili. Did you did you include like fun goals for yourself? You know what? I bet I got it saved somewhere. Holy shit. All right. Well, if you're listening and your reaction is why haven't they gotten to a single goddamn goal yet? I want my money back. Sure. Uh so do we. So do we. And you know what? To placate the masses. I found it. Okay. One was write a uh this massive script that I never addressed. That's goal number one. <laughs> Someone before I moved to LA was like, Hey, I want to write this movie. I have this great idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but could you write it? Like, I'm not a great writer. I know you want to like go and into that. This is Scott Ackerman to you, right? This was Scott. He reached out to me before I moved to LA. Right, exactly. Like every okay. like it's pretty normal. Yeah, it's pretty normal. I got like 30 pages in, never addressed it again. Wow. So first goal, nada. <laughs> Second goal, film 15 sketches. Holy shit. Parentheses, five. <laughs> Not parentheses five as in change it to five. Parentheses as in I did five. <laughs> Are you laughing because you thought I was like, eh, let's be realistic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just immediate escape hatch out of goal number two. Yes. Um, <laughs> I mean, these are these are great goals that, of course, I would also like to accomplish. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I'd st- I would still like to accomplish yeah, these goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I should just keep going at these goals. Mm-hmm. So I got one-third of the way done with that, which is pretty exciting. Third goal, crossed out, play 10 shows. I was in a band at the time, and oh. we played more than 10 shows. Wow. That was crossed out. Goal mm-hmm. number four, take three UCB classes. Mm-hmm. Parentheses, one. <laughs> Um, this Parentheses one's, $400. This one's pretty embarrassing. Now, I, now I'm getting into the place where it's like, do I keep reading these? Mm-hmm. Read 15 books. That's not embarrassing. Parentheses, seven. <laughs> <laughs> the parentheses. I mean, also, wait, seven is also really impressive. I don't remember the last year I've read seven books. I know, books. man. Same. Yeah. Yeah. And I hate that. That's one of my current, my recent goals that I wrote was mm-hmm. read more. Take a trip. I don't know where I went, but I crossed it out. <laughs> So on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can circle back to some of these. Gotcha. Learn to skateboard is on here. 
visit my grandpa's grave. Some oh sad my. ones on here. Right next to the skateboarding one? Skateboard over his grave was oh, the next no. one. Which oh, I actually no. did do. That one needs to be crossed out. It says parentheses, don't do it. Um, <laughs> tell me some of your goals, and then I'll tell you some of my current okay, goals. Well this, well, this is exactly... Okay, wait. Let me give you some context. Great. Um, I, I said my own name there. Um, uh, let me give you some context. Um, okay. I've been hella depressed lately. Mm-hmm. What up, what up? Nothing new. Um, so my first goal is get out of bed by 9 a.m., out of the house by 10 a.m. That's a good goal. <laughs> Parentheses, 11 a.m. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But uh, I think that's a good goal for even for people who are not depressed. I know. I sometimes struggle with that too. But in terms of like the embarrassing scale, read yeah. 15 books versus get out of the house. You know? Not really. I mean, I understand what you're going for, but... I appreciate that. There's a lot of days where I was not leaving at yeah. 9 or 10. That, you know what? That gives me a lot of comfort because I don't, look, and I don't mean to date myself, but ooh, baby, would I love to date myself. <laughs> <laughs> we both jumped in with C plus jokes, <laughs> just being generous. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am 24. Oh, For the boy. listener who wants to go back and try to decipher either of our jokes, it's not worth it's it. It's not worth it. Uh, anyway, so that's you are 24, so that's crazy because yeah. I wrote these goals when the same age that you are now. Right. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your current day goals? Let's look. Wait, so yours is get out of bed by nine, out of the house by 10. I have more. Okay. Um, I, I feel like whenever I make goals, they're in like chunks. Mm-hmm. The first chunk is always about me as a musician because I think mm. that's still the fantasy of like being really good at I get it. guitar, drums, what have you. So the first two goals are about being a better guitar player mm-hmm. and being a better drummer. Mm-hmm. Music, I would say, is the first chunk of goals. Mm-hmm. Parentheses, xylophone player. Parentheses, xylo. Mm-hmm. I used to play xylo back in the day. Really? Yeah. Wow. I think I have some photos. Picks or it didn't happen. Um, so normally how I write these goals is I, I write like a list of words and then I craft that into more of a like structured, like let's lay this out a little bit. Hold like, on. Is this Kevin talking about goals or Hunter S. Thompson talking about writing? Am I right? You are. Um, and that's that's my good riff now. Now instead of following along, I just, just nod. Yes, quite. Mm. Uh-huh, that's me. Um, I, I'm hunting down these goals. Oh. Yeah, and killing them. Um, so I wrote like guitar, drums, podcast, reading, movies. Um, and then from there, I like spell it out a little bit more like mm-hmm. – with guitar, like learning how to solo, learning more chords, pitch perfect. I would love to. Mm-hmm. Sorry, perfect pitch, not the movie. Mm, cup song, get out of here. Goodbye. I'll fill those up and have a cup of water. Oh, and like from there, being able to like make songs up on the spot, mm-hmm. uh, just with learning chords, you could transition into. I that. have a question. Uh-huh. Do you have any small goals? Yes. Okay. That that's later. The first chunk is like big picturey mm-hmm. music and job goals, and then it's like fun hobbies. Right. 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 Okay. Okay. So. Okay. Goal go number ahead. two for me. Write fifty words a day. Ooh. <laughs> I. F- that's. I both like that and feel oh. like it could be a little bit more than fifty. Because <laughs> fifty is like three sentences. Well, here's my here's my philosophy. Rather than, and who am I? Uh, uh, Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah, I <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> anyway, rather than set a big goal that I will, you know, run the risk of failing. Yeah. I would rather set a small goal and exceed those expectations. Yeah, because I don't think I'll accomplish any of these big goals. That's not what I mean. No, I I know you. I yeah, know you yeah, know. yeah. But if mine was like play 15 minutes a day, right? That's way more realistic than just like learn how to solo. I, I think that uh, me when I like on the 49th word, I will be into it to the point where I would probably Keep end up writing more anyway. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get like uh, irrationally unrealistic mm. with my goals, I think. I think it's like something about goal making is like fantasy land mm. where you get to imagine yourself as a different person. Right. And so you're creating this version of yourself that doesn't exist. And for me, it's fun going big with it and being like, learn how to do all like learning every drum rudiment on right, snare right. drum or something like that. Rather than, rather than saying like, Play 10 minutes a day. I see, I see, yeah. And I think that, like, it is helpful in the sense because it lets you very clearly, like, see the direction of your wants and, and desires for yourself. Yeah. Um. That, okay. But I will say, I have another category on here that's, like, how. <laughs> <laughs> that I think is trying to be, like, let's bring these down to earth a little bit. Right. Um, Were you ever taught how to make goals in school? If so, I don't remember. But that's the thing I think I do every like year and a half mm-hmm. is I YouTube like making goals, like yeah, how to make too. goals. Yeah. And it always becomes a guy whose whole persona is like, and I can teach you how to achieve every single thing. And For it's like- $50 a month, and right? And it's his whole brand. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, it yeah. becomes less about, but then I'm just watching because I'm just fascinated by this human being. Yeah. It's tough, or I end up watching something like a bunch of TED Talks about it. Yeah. But then it's the same thing with like self publishing. At the end of the video, like tips for self publishing, it'll be like, and I'm now offering a package to all the new. And it's just like, oh no, this feels very This was all a ploy. Yeah, this, yeah, very much a ploy. So yeah, the first few are like music stuff. And then Mm -hmm. I have some podcasty goals. Mm hmm. I don't know if I want to announce these. That, that's fair. That's fair because it, again, you are you know you work in a you work in a, a network where people might actually you know yes yeah. yes. So I have some like work related goals and goals for this podcast. Would it be uh, fitting to end on one third and final note or a goal rather? I'll say two half ones, like small fun ones. I want to learn French. <gasps> Ooh la la! Very good. Yeah. Oh, j'espère que en bonjour nous pouvons parler français ensemble. I downloaded Duolingo and I'm taking my little classes. <laughs> oh. Um, I just had like a few weeks ago. I just went. French is a very cool language. Oh. Like out of the blue, and uh, downloaded Duolingo. Oh, I wasn't wait, listening awesome. to anything yeah. French. I just like it came out of. Nowhere in my brain. It was so embarrassing. My SO and I, we were walking to a French cafe to have lunch maybe yesterday, I think. Mm-hmm. And she caught me in my mind, like mouthing French words on the way. It was cool. so fucking embarrassing. Yeah. Embarrassing. I didn't say any French there. Yeah. And then the other small half one is, and I've talked about this a few times, I want to improve my handwriting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like my handwriting is kind of sloppy. I feel like it's average for... A millennial, where mm. it's like, oh, this kid grew up typing. Mm. 
I want it to just be a little bit better. Did you Small write? One. Did you on our last Twitter feed? We published a photo, two Polaroids with the. That was a hundred percent Leah. Wow. I, I was like, babe, <laughs> I need you here. I'll do whatever it takes. I need. The world isn't ready for mine yet. I get that. My handwriting isn't great either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, How about yourself? Exercise once a week. Yes. I got to get on that. That's one of mine as well. Mm-hmm. The hard thing about goals too, and I was thinking about this and then I got anxious and then got just went down a dark path mm-hmm. was like, there's no consequence. Yeah. Like there's nothing, say I don't do any of these. Right. I don't go to detention. Nothing, nothing happens. Yeah. And that, that's where I was like, was getting like upset writing these toward the end. Cause then I was like, nothing happens. If I don't do these, I just like, keep living my life and then just bummed me out because it's like the only thing that can motivate you is yourself to do it or if other people encourage you like the only thing that can help is encouragement i don't and i was like do i think of punishments for myself if i don't do these and i was like i don't like that i i think encouraging is like the best way to go yeah like just hey i'm i did one thing i'm gonna buy myself an entire pizza yes why not um Mm -hmm. And I think that those are great goals. And for $50 a month, I am offering this package where I will keep you accountable and yes. encourage and punish you as needed. And you can download my Patreon, mm-hmm. Holy Goalie Guacamole, uh, <laughs> where I show you a new uh, guacamole recipe. Mm-hmm. See you then. <laughs> Hey, thanks, Larry. I, I really oh appreciate. My God. Do not say my name. Oh, do not say my name. Okay. Hey, uh, L. Dot Airy. Just no. You don't need to say anything. You say hello, Larry. Goddamn. Okay. Well, thanks for meeting me here. Um, you're the guy, and I found you on the deep web. And okay, you're not. That doesn't help either. So, Larry from the deep wh- web. What do you need? You kill people, right? Stop saying this. Oh, sorry. sorry. We're sorry. at a park. Um, you. End their lives. I assist those who need assistance. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I have, boy, do I have a job for you. Um, listen. Um, There's so many kids at this park. Why did you pick this park? It's a fun park. You can get a little I ice cream it's if you fun. want after. Um, okay. Let's go get an ice cream. Okay. Can I have blueberry? Um, Larry from the dark web is also going to have a blueberry. Sh- I would like w- to try one of everything. Okay. Now that we have our ice creams. Blueberry sucks. Okay, well, oh, I'm still going to try some of these. What's the? Can I try the strawberry? I would. I want you to kill someone that cut me off in traffic the other day. Mango, please. I still remember his license plate, and he really endangered me and someone I really care about in the car I was in. I'll do two scoops of sherbet. I feel like. You're not listening to me, but... I am a great listener. Okay. Um, what was the last thing I said? Cut you off in traffic. Okay. Well, not technically, but you are have been listening. Um, $500. Oh, Rainbow Road. That's It's way too cheap, and it's actually more expensive to get a Rainbow Road. I really want you to end this person's life. And if you could do that quickly, that would be great. Let me know if you need any more information from me. I think the Rainbow Road is 
uh, they're offering it too cheap oh, and they should give me more money. I should give oh, them more money. Oh, I see, Larry. You're using the ice cream as a negotiation, <sighs> as code for negotiations. Don't spell it out. Okay. Well, I will have the more expensive $600 Rocky Road. Okay. I would like the $800 vanilla cream. Are you? French wait, vanilla cream. Wait, Larry. You're I'm talking, learning French. Oh, that's cool. Larry, are you me talking? see. Larry, are you talking about ice cream still? No. Okay. So the $800 was in reference to my price? Yes. Okay, well, um, I would suggest a $700 um, sour strawberry as a nice middle ground between the flavors which we like of death. You just bought yourself some ice cream. Wow. So... Someone wait. Do I have to wait? Am I really paying seven hundred dollars? You have to give him seven hundred dollars because he's now confused. I don't have. I don't have fourteen hundred dollars. I only have seven hundred dollars. Okay. Uh, no ice cream. Thanks. Anyway. <laughs> Kevin, you saw. Have you dreamed of me lately? Um, <laughs> no, I haven't. We, uh, to the listener, we talked about talking about dreams, and I chose to introduce it in the weirdest way possible. So, welcome to Dreams of Eternity. Slumber. Oh, and etern- eternity. Uh, official name for this segment pending. Um, <laughs> Kevin, have you had any uh, remarkable dreams lately? I have, but I want to hear yours first. Okay. My dream last night, it was one of those horribly emotionally draining dreams. So is mine. Oh, okay, great. Oh, I'm scared this is going to be like the goals thing again. <laughs> it just like fizzles out in the saddest way. Yeah, yours is like uh, about an important relationship. It's mine's like, I saw a peach tree and it was really <laughs> moving. Um, I will say that in the past... Oh, peach sounds so good right now. Oh, like our Georgian peach. Have you had a, the Starbucks peach lemonade tea? Oh, highly suggest. Wow, it's very sugary, but it's very delicious. Does it come in a bag or Maybe is it? It's not sugary. It tastes sugary. Mmm, because of the peach. I got called out on the Doughboys episode for saying peanut butter is high in sugar, and someone was like, "Hate when people spread misinformation <laughs> like this." And I was like, "Wow, well, I'm part of the problem." Kevin, that person was probably part of Big Peanut Butter. Okay. Whoa, yeah. Big Peanut Butter. <laughs> um, I, in the past, I've had had dreams where like the first person I was ever in love with died. <laughs> Like, Yikes! Which is just like I, I called them the the morning after. You died in my dream. This was years and years ago. Uh, but anyway, this last night's dream was not like that. Wait, hold on. You had a dream that the first person you fell in love with died, and you told them. Yeah. And this is while you were in the relationship. No, I was not in a relationship with them at all. Oh, sorry. Did so- you call them and say, "I had a dream where you died"? I I I don't think they knew at this point that I had. You know, Our feelings for them. The feelings for them. So I was just like, "Hey, I had a dream where you died. Are you okay?" <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Kind of like a pickup move. No. Well. <laughs> anyway, my dream last night was, I was in my high school orchestra and I was weeping, weeping yeah. wildly because I knew that one day this would be over and I would miss it. Who were you guys playing? I can't remember, but it wasn't important. And I remember, <laughs> I remember, I remember, like choosing to do my homework instead of going to orchestra that day mm-hmm. and regretting it so, so much. Wow. Yeah. That this will all be over. This will all be over one day and you'll miss it. And you just also missed 
40 minutes of it because you chose to do homework, which is not that important. Is it a thing that you actively thought about as a teenager? No. Same. Yeah. I didn't start thinking about this until like the last few years. Yeah. But I feel like it would be really difficult to ask a teenager to have that, you know, type of foresight. Yeah, I wonder if like kids today or even when we were kids, if other people were thinking like, man. This will all be over one day. Yeah, we're yeah. all going to fucking die. Yeah. Anyway, oh, what was man. your dream? Mine was also about death. Oh. And it's really fucked up and I don't know if I should say it because I feel like. You dreamed that I died? Yeah. And I was happy. <laughs> I was crying like tears of joy. No, I was having these really like um, dark, disturbing thoughts. Mm-hmm. And then I went to bed. <laughs> yeah. And then I had a dream that my sister went missing. Wow. And it, I woke up like horrified. Yeah. And it like put things into perspective. Mm. It made me more aware of my presence. And because I think my dream basically was like, what if this wasn't you? Right. And what if someone you cared about, because I think oh, my brain was trying yeah. to say, like, imagine how your family would feel, right. you know, if all your dark thoughts came true. Mm-hmm. And then so dreaming about it from someone else's perspective and being horrified and and so, so scared, yeah, it like jolted me awake. And then I was like, oh, all of those thoughts are very bad. Mm-hmm. And I think it made me feel more appreciative of life and more grateful to be alive and like healthy and happy because I had a fucked up dream that like gave me perspective. Wow. How yeah. often does that happen? Rarely. Yeah. I what? rarely have dreams that it's like, remember that problem you were having today? Well, what if it went a little something like this? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, wow. I've never been taught a lesson by my subconscious I, like I, that I know. Before. It's so that, weird. Yeah. Um, that's wild. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I hope it happens more. <laughs> I think that like um, I I am trying to relate it to my orchestra dream, which is just like maybe just appreciate the things that you have a little bit more. Yeah, um, they're kind of similar dreams. Kind, yeah, yeah. Of just like, hey, things could be worse. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, or like appreciate what you have, I yeah. guess. Or just take life into perspective a little bit. Do you remember all your dreams? No, I rarely remember them, and I feel like I only have nightmares. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I only remember my nightmares. Mm. Invite us to your parties. <laughs> Hello, everyone. This is a segment called Literature for the Isolated Do-Gooders, um, a.k.a the most self-indulgent segment known to humankind. Uh, This is a short story that I wrote called Orange Juice is All I Have Left. And it's written in the style of uh, like journal entry after journal entry. So I'll take a longer pause in between entries. Hope you like it. Well, therapy works, so now I'm a bad writer. To be honest, I always knew that it was a bad idea. I've always had the quiet suspicion that happy people, at the end of the day, have nothing interesting to say. What a lovely Bordeaux. What a day at the office. Boring, non-consequential things that make for boring, non-consequential stories. But now, a year and a half into bi-weekly sessions with a divorcee named Martha, I'm one in the same. I used to feel things. Extremes. I would see a stranger walking by with a book and write pages and pages detailing imaginary conversations of our unbridled, cosmically ordained love. 
I would hear a coworker say something rude and write them into villains, excommunicating them from my life, letting them die at the hands of a hero with the same name as mine. Now I hold my breath and count to ten. I've decided to ruin my life. It's been months since I've written anything, and maybe years since I've written anything good. Now, I'm not positive that therapy is the root of all my problems, but I do remember who I was before I started. Sure, I was insecure, anxious, paranoid, scared, and suicidal. But I wrote. I had good reasons, too. And at this point, Amelia wants to move in together and settle down, so this is my last chance. What have I got to lose? Well, I guess a healthy life now, but it's not worth it. It's not worth it to die a nameless, boring, non-contributing member of society. So it's time to undo everything that I've worked for. I am going to keep journaling, though. Who knows, maybe people will end up reading this. I think I'm going to break up with Amelia. Don't get me wrong, I love her. She's one of the kindest, funniest, most supportive girlfriends I've ever had. But I'm an artist. Van Gogh wouldn't have cut off his ear if he had a support group. When did I decide to give up? When did I decide to abandon everything I wanted as a child? As an adult, even. I'm going to do it tonight. I sat Amelia down at the kitchen counter. I looked her in the eye, and I said, I think we should break up. She asked why, and I said it was because I was scared of commitment, and she said that I loved commitment and pointed to the thousand-piece jigsaw puzzle on the coffee table. I told her that I was cheating on her, and she said that I didn't have the stomach to cheat on her. I told her that I wasn't happy with the relationship, and she asked me what was really going on. Eventually, I told her the truth. Then I made my voice sound deeper and said that we were over. She replied, no, we're not, and I said, yes, we are, and she replied, no, we're not, and that's final. We sat there in the kitchen for a while. Later, we went out for sushi. I told my therapist I felt defeated after failing to break up with my girlfriend. She didn't understand, and I didn't want to explain myself, so we didn't dwell on it. I asked Martha if creativity required sadness, and she said that that was a stereotype for artists. Then I asked if optimistic people saw the world as accurately as pessimistic people, and she said certainly. Then I asked that in terms of perception, how can you really be sure if one person's judgment is better than another's, adding that decades and decades of tortured writers provided evidence that stacked against her favor, not to mention that self-hatred and dissatisfaction form the basic human essence of conflict necessary in storytelling. She told me to take up meditation. I've learned that it's best to ask direct questions, so I asked, what are some techniques to induce stress and anxiety? She asked me to clarify the question, so I asked, what's the psychological opposite of counting to ten? She asked why I wanted to bring stress into my life, and I explained that it was vital to my career, and she said that as a licensed professional, she wasn't allowed to purposefully worsen the mental state of a client. I tried to Tom Sawyer my way through the situation by arguing that it would make me happier to be more stressed, but Martha didn't believe me and scheduled me in for an extra session that week. I got promoted. I'm no longer an accountant for quick write notebooks. I'm now a member of the quality control team. We do routine inspections of boxes of notebooks, and if we notice anything abnormal, if one notebook is different than all the other brightly colored notebooks, we throw the whole box into an incinerator. Maybe I'll try writing later. Kyle awoke with a jolt. His nightmares had increased in severity. Maybe he was losing his mind. Maybe he was finally succumbing to his demons. He, of course, turned to his girlfriend next to him in bed and was reassured that everything was okay. No. Kyle tossed and turned, alone in his bed, totally alone in the world. He had no support, no support group whatsoever, and prepared himself to face the demonic hellscape of the outside world. He put on his jacket and stepped outside. All his life he had been a martyr, a suffering soul, nobly defending his art against the ordinary people around him. Today he was the day he was going to face... Today it was the day he was going to face... He always struggled with... His problems included... A problem is... God damn it. 
I've always believed in writing what you know, and at this point, my options are writing about a writer who can't write because he's happy, or writing about a writer who's writing about a writer who can't write because he's happy. And no one wants to read that. Amelia and I found a nice apartment outside of San Francisco. Meanwhile, and not to be a bummer or anything, but my life has been constantly improving. My job lets me travel to different factories along the coast. Amelia told me that I was the first person she had ever loved, and I told her she was the same, and we held each other and cried on the couch. And I won an iPad at a raffle. I don't know what else to do. I haven't been talking about it to anyone. Late at night, I'll wake up, sweating, and stare at the ceiling, thinking about the masses and masses of people who never made it as writers. How no one ever visits their graves. How no one ever thinks about them. How most of them probably gave up and settled into an office, just like me. Yesterday, I took a walk along Fort Point. I looked up at the Golden Gate Bridge, and there was a faint outline of someone against the railing, leaning out. I looked around, but I was alone, and I shouted, but there was no way that they could hear me. So I stood and watched. They jumped. Immediately after, I saw a thin black line connecting the person to the bridge. The woman's long hair became visible in the wind, bouncing up and down, her arms outstretched. Other people appeared on the bridge, cheering and taking photos with their phones. Fifty feet below the bridge, she swung for a moment, like a baby in a cradle, before being slowly reeled back up. The next person took some time in applying the harness, but jumped shortly after. I watched as six more people took turns jumping off the bridge, and after each one was the same routine. Photos, cheering and laughing, and the jumper being slowly reeled back up to safety. I came home and went to get some orange juice. It was expired, but I poured myself a glass anyway. Parts of it looked dark. It smelled vaguely sour. I thought about how my days were spent thinking about my death, how forgettable it was going to be, and how my nights were spent staring at the ceiling, thinking about the fact that I'm still unpublished. I raised the glass and drank. I drank because Sylvia Plath went through electroshock therapy, because Jesus Christ had nails driven through his palms. Amelia found me an hour later, vomiting in the bathroom. She said that I was hyperventilating, that I was shaking and crying, only to stopping to occasionally vomit again. I grabbed her arm and asked her what was wrong with me, and she said that I was having a panic attack. I let go of her arm, held myself up on the toilet seat, and I looked at her. I started laughing. She asked what was wrong, and I said nothing, and I gave in. I kept laughing, still crying and vomiting, and my shoulders felt lighter. Amelia says I apparently compared myself to Dostoevsky and passed out 15 minutes later. Amelia and I moved in together. The new apartment looks nice. The manuscript's going well. When we were decorating, I put my bottle of Prozac on top of the fireplace mantle. In the center. Kevin. New song. We're going on a double date soon. Yeah, we haven't... Um planned it yet though right we so just welcome know that we are <laughs> so welcome to double date deliberations double date deliberations with kevin and you song mm -hmm. i googled double date ideas <laughs> one of the first things that came up Was which i would love for us to break down yeah our 13 ideas from mantelligence.com oh gross wait really yes they're not all horrible but <laughs> i think we should Absolutely. We should deliberate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Number one, have an at-home cooking session. That sounds lame. Yeah, it just sounds boring. Yeah. Number two. <laughs> <laughs> what hard-hitting <laughs> hard riffs we have for this Mantelligence article. These are article. our takes. <laughs> yeah. Picnic at the beach. Now I think we went too much the other way. It's a I, lot of work. I'm not a beach person, are you? No. Okay. This would be a disaster. Okay. And then I think they're just having fun. Okay. Number three, fly through the sky in a trapeze class. This is so. Who are they? Who is the target demo for this site? People who work at the circus. 
uh, who also have fragile masculinity. (laughs) And are going on double dates. Yeah, I guess so. Okay, number four. Uh I got to give you full disclosure for this. Team up for trivia night. I don't really like trivia and, for that matter, games. Oh, no, really? Like board games and stuff? Oh, fuck. One of my genuine suggestions was to be like, play something like Secret Hitler or Codename. Here's the thing. I think I would enjoy it with you. A lot of times- so kind. I'm playing it with people that I feel like are silently judging me. right. The stakes would feel so low with you that, like, in the best way possible that I don't think I'd be like- Man, he really thinks I'm an idiot. <laughs> no. He knows it, so he doesn't have to worry about it. Okay, oh, number five. Also kind of a lot. Mm-hmm. Road trip to a concert. Oh, could you imagine meeting someone in a road trip scenario? That'd be uh, scary. That'd be, uh, talk about Rocky Road. Ooh. We could get ice cream. <laughs> that like, actually would be fun. We just go get ice cream. That actually sounds great. And then we watch a concert like on YouTube or something. The, this is, um, and here's a vote of confidence. I don't know how interesting this is, but when me and Maya, so we were in Seattle, we went to this vegan ice cream place. They had a sweater on sale. It was $50. Ugh. I didn't buy it. I think about that sweater every day. She's going back because she, she got a film accepted into a film festival Congrats. there. Yeah, uh, totally. Thank you on her behalf. And then she going to buy the sweater? I think she's going to buy the sweater. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to just pay her. Nice. Okay, so road trip to a concert. Oh. Um, here's my alt for that. Okay. Jazz night downtown. Wow. That would be fun. That sounds cool. Go have like a, a classy drink or something and yeah. then watch a little live jazz. Oh. Go to a cabaret show. Um, I feel Yikes. like we, we already picked jazz. Yeah. Play shuffleboard. What's shuffleboard? Uh, it's like that game with the tr- triangle, like, and there's numbers where it's like one, eight, nine, seven, and you have to like shuffle a board. Oh, wait, is it Not like shuffle a board? You shuffle a disc down the board and then you try to get it to land on the, have you been to our conference room? We have like a mini one set up. That's in insane. We have to check it out after. It's not the thing where you just scrub the ice real hard so that the puck goes No, that's farther. curling. Oh, okay, okay. Did I, did you know that Darius is like a, on a curling team? Darius is your friend and My our friend, photographer. Yeah. 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 He's like a pro curler. That's wild. Maybe for a double date, we watch Darius curl. <laughs> I, mean, I would that's... enjoy that. I've taken a, I don't know if I should say this because it's kind of like poking fun at someone, mm-hmm. but we took a class together. At this point, he's already taken a couple mm-hmm. and our instructor. This is a curling class? Yeah. Bent in um, very early in the class, bent down in front of us and uh-huh. had like 70% of a plumber's crack. And we also kind of looked at like looked down immediately, and everyone like looked away. But then one of my other friends was like, "What if that's his like dominant oh, move to be like first thing I do? I, I show them all my, my ass." <laughs> uh, so maybe we go to a curling, see a little ass. Maybe we, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wine tasting. I don't know anything about. I would be one glass and I'd be done. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's like wine tasting, and it's one glass, and then we drink water for the. That rest sounds of the night. amazing. And we just go to fields. You know what would be cool? Water tasting. Like eight <laughs> glasses of water, but they're all different styles of water. And you can't pee until you've had them all. Yes. Mm. And I was, it's a good test for your bladder, too. Yeah. Um, try a Korean barbecue restaurant. That sounds great. Discover a little exotic. Oh, so much Man-tology. worse. <laughs> oh. 
Treasure hunt at a flea market. Okay, now this is this is this is a lot of work. Nor does it seem on brand for manintelligence.com. And I don't mean to tell them how to, you know, I don't mean to. You're not to. trying to mansplain that. <laughs> Drive around in a quadricycle. Oh, so we get no. like four bikes connected. That's dangerous. Yeah. I'm actually offended that they would suggest I'm that. I'm so upset that this site is a thing. Uh-oh. Now, uh-huh. this one I could see uh, YouTube being good at. Uh-huh. Attend a wine and paint night. Oh, God. I'd get so insecure. i get so insecure. You would get insecure. Yeah. I would suck. I would I be bad, our, too. our ladies would crush yeah. more yours. Yeah. But it would be kind of funny. It'd be kind of fun. Funny. Yeah. Um, would you ever well, take a dance a class? I'm a wine guy. You know, I've always wished and dreamed that I was secretly a good dancer. <laughs> Me too. So that would be fun. I don't know if I would want to take a class. Yeah. But how else will I learn? I think that in, in retrospect, <laughs> step up two. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think in retrospect, that's a fun date idea. Maybe a disastrous double date idea. Because I'd be insecure on two fronts. I agree. Because now I'm watching myself, my partner, and then you guys. It's a lot of work. <laughs> Although there is like a dance class down the street from where I live, and there's always like people in there. Yeah. And I just breathe through the windows. <laughs> uh, peruse a bookstore together. Um, you and I have already done that. Yeah, so we've done that already. <laughs> the next four are just things you song and I have done. Record a podcast together. Uh, Kevin, so if we had to pick, let's just say what we want to do in unison on three, okay? One, One two, two, three. three board Eat. games. Eat board, board games. games. <laughs> I don't know how else to put this. I'm back. It's me, the weird guy from your high school who, after a quarter-life crisis, got really into social media. Don't worry. I go by Chaz now, which is a combination of the name you knew me by, Charlie, and my favorite music genre, Chill Jazz. I guess my nickname could have just been a combo of Chill Jazz. Anyway, did you see my live stream last night? Me neither. I was asleep. You little chodes never told me I had night terrors. Sorry, little chodes is what I call my fans. It has nothing to do with penis size. Chodes is a combination of my favorite style of jazz, chill, and the acronym ODES, which stands for, oh dang, Ellen slaps. To be honest, she's my relationship goals. Not a relationship with Portia, but to the craft of hosting a daytime talk show. As you've seen, I film myself working out while watching her show. Some of you have pointed out, Chaz, when you're on the treadmill, please don't hold your phone. Your camera work is very nauseating. That's a great suggestion, and it's why I love you guys. Unfortunately, I can't guarantee I'm going to take the note. Like many of my peers, I too am hoping to monetize my brand. What is my brand? Me. Shit, I did not pay the internet bill. We friggin' did it. The closing segment. <laughs> Lessons learned. Lessons learned. Can I start? Of course. If you eat three buffalo mini wraps before recording a podcast... Maybe reconsider how much food that is and remember how you famously get very tired after eating a big meal. As a child, you would pass out in restaurants and embarrass your parents. And that hasn't changed a lot. Did I ever tell you that in college I would eat like a giant buffalo sandwich and then just lie on the floor moaning for the next three hours? Uh, <laughs> it was oh, so... that's your song. Don't worry about it. He just ate. 
<laughs> um, my lesson learned is that, hey, despite your best sixth grade model UN international criminal court tendencies, being right is not always the best thing. Please, please grow up and transcend that. That's me to me. Yeah. Me to me? Me to me. Grow up. <laughs> That could be the subtext of every lesson learned. <laughs> There's no reason at all to be mean to yourself. You think about, is this something I would say to another person? I think the answer would almost always be no. Mm. So for instance, if you step on a scale that you haven't in over a year, and notice you're maybe like 15 pounds heavier. And you go, you stupid fuck. Oh. What's your fucking problem? Would you say that to another person? No way. That's so mean. Yeah. You don't need to be mean to yourself. I, I will say that like um, Jamila Jamil, I think it was from her Twitter account, but I'm not sure. But it was just like, hey, don't throw, like, throw, throw out your scale. It's not helping, you know. And I don't mean to, you know, take on big scale. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's probably some validity in that. I'm not sure. I just got it, and I like that I have it. Yeah. It gave me a, a brutal wake-up call. Mm. I think I need to throw out the scale in my mind. <laughs> uh, was, uh, oh, shit. I forgot my second lesson learned. Oh, no. Oh, 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 it was this. Oh, fucking saved. Professional podcaster. Um, find other shows like Terry. You song fell and then stood up and went, good catch. <laughs> <laughs> um, find other shows because I binged the entire season of Terrace House. Find other shows that influence you positively and make you more oh, confident. Fuck yes. Yeah. Fuck that yes. That was great. And the last one, buy a nice shirt. You'll feel better. Go home. Go home. Secret ending, secret ending, secret ending. We just wanted to say a quick thank you to those of us supporting, um, those of you supporting us on Anchor.fm. We really, really appreciate it. Shout out to Andre La Morias. I apologize if I'm pronouncing that incorrectly. Mm -hmm. Alexander D. Molinex and George Urich. We really appreciate it. Thank, thank you, you so much. So much. Uh, you all rule. Yeah. And we hope you three have a nice day. <laughs> No, we everyone. But those three, just a little bit oh, more. All right, see you next week. Bye.